You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Create the civilization with the most storied history, starting at the beginning of humankind and reaching into the future. The paths you choose will vary greatly from real-world history. Your civilization is unique. In Tapestry, you start from nothing and advance on any of the four advancement tracks, science, technology, exploration, and military, to earn progressively better benefits. You can focus on a specific track or have a more balanced approach. You will also improve your income, build your capital city, leverage asymmetric abilities, earn victory points, and gain tapestry cards that will tell the story of your civilization. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. We're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. And uh, you're going to hear a lot of Justin today. I'm a little under the weather, but I thought you'd want to hear my sweet, sultry, sultry, cold voice. I don't know. You know, it almost sounds like you're that weird, creepy guy on the riverboat that we don't want to talk to, but we have to because you're giving us a quest. Hey, kids, what are you doing over there? Right. Why don't you go find me some gold that uh, the rats and the uh, and the vents took from me? Oh, jeez, mister, okay. Oh, yeah, I know. How about you find my wife? So, yeah, I'll be talking and taking a little bit over. Um, also, doesn't help that you were out of town for a little bit, so I got more plays than you did on this one. And we're going to be talking about Tapestry today, the new game by Stonemeyer uh, Games, uh, designed by Jamie Stegmeyer. So... But first, the role recap. What do uh, you got? Well, I uh, I was out of out of the area quite a bit this this past two weeks. I went out to a cabin and then I went on a golf trip. Did Did you go to a cabin in the woods? Like I went to mo- a cabin deep in the woods, like that movie Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. No one got murdered. Oh, it was. Uh, I was actually impressed. We all made it back alive, though. Oh, good. Uh, we did play a few rounds of party games out there. We busted out um, Pass the Popcorn. It's a movie game where you are either read a quote, given the cast, given the characters, um, or given a synopsis of a movie, and you try to guess what the movie is. Fair. So... Movie trivia with a couple different genre or categories to be able to guess on mm-hmm. if you are not good at names or exactly okay. Um, and you played Cards Against Humanity because that's an easy game just to throw out there. I mean, it's been around forever. A lot of people have gotten to the point that they're sick of it. Some people are coming to the point where they're back on board with it. I don't know. It's a cycle, but busted that out. We had some fun. Uh, played some Harry Potter, of course. Other than that, not too much. How about you, Justin? Um, been a little heavy on the LCGs, but we had uh, a match of Game of Thrones while that's still kind of going around and kicking. Unfortunately, that game is kind of coming to an end as far as new content comes. Um, pretty much it's down to one deluxe box and one kind of final push pack at the end there. But uh, 
it's been a good journey on that game and it's got a lot of content and the community definitely seems to be behind it in such a way that they're going to um kind of self-drive and motivate themselves a little bit um netrunner kind of had the same thing when that was officially canceled is the community's been keeping that one at least alive in the community um started the dunwich horror uh return to box for arkham horror the card game that's been a lot of fun um the return to hasn't been much of a mix-up so um, I'm kind of interested in seeing if it goes any further as the campaign goes, but the first um, three scenarios, it's been like a location or two that have been mixed in that you may or may not even get if you randomize it. Mm. Um, we kind of made sure that was the selected one just so we could experience the new stuff ourselves the first time around, but that seems to be it so far. The encounter sets have been mixed up on the third scenario a little bit. And a little, uh, I'll take it back. The first two, there was a little bit of the encounter sets that were mixed in, and there was like a new version of an old favorite. I kind of like the new ones better. So we're getting a little bit of flavor there, but overall the story seems to be the same. It's just what mm. random challenge are you going to get is a little bit different. Um, then I started playing Tapestry because we were doing a review about it, and we needed to play more Tapestry, so I played some Tapestry. Tap, tap, tap away. Um... Gloomhaven, got that back out again, and probably get another one before next episode, too. Um, and then I had an all-day uh, event where we played some Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, and we started tackling the Jack the Ripper cases. So the particular West End Adventures box comes with ten cases total, four of which are themed around the Jack the Ripper uh, serial killing. And you literally like play Chapter 1, Chapter 2, Chapter 3, Chapter 4, trying to catch the killer. Um, you can't officially catch Jack until the end because um, they kind of have to historically, narratively play out in some sense. But you get um, a decent sense of what happened and a little bit of like where some of the misdirections came from, who um, may, some of it is a little fictionalized um, and filled in the gaps because if you actually look into the real murders, there's still a lot of, they're not exactly sure what happened detective work back then wasn't as good as now right and there was a lot of issues yeah. that they came across too like mm. uh um the guys who took in some of the bodies like cleaned them before cops even had a chance to look at them mm-hmm. so yeah a little rough that around the edges there um and then this week has been prepping for arkham knights which is next weekend here i'm still very jealous yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited, and we will do a Arkham Knights 19 recap um, on our next episode, but that is about it as far as my role recap goes. Excellent. I just realized that I kind of sound like Lunch Lady Doris from The Simpsons. I just wanted to bring that up so from now on the listeners can understand what I'm going through. <laughs> Grease me up, woman. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's talk about Tapestry before that got really weird. <laughs> um, so I Tapestry, would've... brand new game by Stonemeyer, as I said in the beginning. It's one to five players, so you can solo it. Um, takes about a couple hours. Um little bit longer when you're alone figuring out for the first time. Um, 
when you seat all five players, it definitely is pushing that two to three hour mark. Um, as there's just a little bit more stuff going on per player. But it's a civilization engine building game is how it's marketed. So let's talk a little bit about it. And let's first talk about the first impressions. So what do you think when you saw this box and, and the components and things? These are some crazy buildings. They're beautiful. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, so they're in the in the box you get 18 pre-painted plastic buildings because you actually put them on like a civilization mat um, covering essentially covering pieces up and if you successfully cover pieces up correctly uh, you get bonuses for it but they're all pre-painted landmark buildings and they kind of range from like a stone huts to like sci-fi mm-hmm. rocket ships and stuff kind of like as you progress through the ages the buildings get more advanced as well so those are very pretty how about the texture on those cards Threw me off for a second. I thought uh, I was holding two different kinds of cards. The front of the um, are these career cards or civilization cards? Civilization. Yeah, cards. those are the civilization. Yeah, yeah. I have a matte finish. The back is smooth. Yeah, that is a very interesting. I do like it. Uh, the player boards are the same way, as well as the capital cities as well. So. You get your your player mat, which is universal for everybody, and then you get your random civilization and your random player mat, mm-hmm. or your your random um, uh, capital city dealt to you. Mm-hmm. So that kind of builds your 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 tableau in front of you that you play with for the rest of the game. But yeah, the quality of components and the the tapestry cards themselves are just nice, good. Thick cardstock, very nice um, mm-hmm. finish on them. So, like one of those games, like I don't even feel like um, s- some games I'll get and I'll like, oh man, these cards are are kind of flimsy. Let me sleeve it, give them a little more heft so that they can actually survive. I don't feel like that's an issue with these. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other nice thing is the art is just kind of pretty, connecting mm-hmm. all the way through the. Uh, token tiles that you explore and you place out on the board to build the land masses out as you explore your from your civilization have this nice little like light art but it's only like four different kinds of territory on them mm-hmm. so you can actually identify which one's which pretty easily um, the game itself is actually very icon heavy too so there's not a lot of text clogging up the boards as you look at things most of the text is actually put on reference cards to help you understand the, what the icons mean. And this is a giant reference guide. Yeah, it's like the size of the box. You get two of them double-sided. Uh, one side goes over the four advancement tracks that you can go on and what each spot means. And the back side is all of the technology cards that are in the game and you can upgrade from. Mm. So there is um a lot of lot of neat stuff it does come with a tray to store all of the buildings in they kind of have their own little slots there's also nice um um bags pretty heavy bags that you can create player bags with um and make the game pretty nice um initially it does only come with one set of dice which having played it one set of dice is enough 
because mm-hmm. it's any one player at any given time is only using them. It's not like you're combating rolls or anything like that. But you can buy extra dice for the game, which if you want that little nice sweet perk of like everybody has their own dice, that way it's your turn, you roll your dice, you you I know what I'm gonna do in my turn, I'm gonna set set this up. It's a nice little touch and it's a little little premium add on that doesn't I think it was like three or four bucks for another set of dice. So mm-hmm. times four, like t- 10, 12 bucks to fill out the every player has a set of dice. Um, so that's my first impressions. You're digging through it. I'm just in awe. It's, it's a very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's, it's a very intricate game. Mm-hmm. Just looking straight at it. So it looks more complex than it is. It ultimately is, I would say, about more midweight of a, a game. A little bit on the Euro side, a little bit on the American side. Because mm-hmm. um, it is very icon heavy. It's very points heavy. What you do mostly just affects what you're doing. The player interaction is sometimes the tapestry cards will interact with other players. Sometimes you're civilization power will interact with other people um, but mainly the biggest interaction either is what they call a conquesting action on the board where you actually take over a territory that someone else is their little marker gets knocked over and you control that territory mm-hmm. or it's who's where on those resource tracks and those advancement tracks because there are three tiers that you can go up on the four different tracks, and the first person to break each tier gets one of those landmark buildings. So by doing that and getting there ahead of someone else, you get the building they don't. Mm-hmm. They still get the benefit of the space and everything else, but there's that landmark building which grants you extra points. It grants you extra resources, potentially, depending on how you build your capital city with them. So there's a little bit of that player on player action, but it's not necessarily like a ha take that sort of gameplay either. Mm. Um, pros of this game, things that I enjoy about it is it is pretty. The rule book is four pages. This is both a blessing and a curse because while the rule book is four pages, most of the time you'll reference those reference cards to figure out exactly what that space does. And those are rules too, but once you get a game under your belt and you understand the, the icons, the game kind of already tells you what you're trying to do with each space. There may be one here, one there that's a little wonky that you would mm-hmm. have to like reference back to. But other than that, the core rules are pretty simple. You're either taking an income turn, which means you're gaining resources and, resources and scoring points, or you're, taking, you're spending those resources you just did not doing an advanced turn and moving up on the advancement tracks until you're ready to take another income. You take five income turns throughout the game. The game starts with their first one, and the game ends with your last one. Mm. Your game ending is interesting because when you take your final income turn, I may still have advanced turns to take. So while you may have finished your your game, I I still play until I'm done. So everybody's end game is a little bit differently paced. I haven't seen it been very drastic more than like a couple turns usually. Mm-hmm. But it is it's depending on where your civilization and building goes. Um high quality pieces is another great feature of this game. The cardstock is thick, the plastic models are like a good heavy heft. 
all of the markers that you pull it on your player board, the dice, everything is like a nice high quality game. Mm-hmm. You are getting a lot for the money uh, of this one because it's like MS- MSRP is just under a hundred bucks. So yeah. it's not a cheap game, but the quality of components and stuff that you're getting out of it do m- make it worth something. Um, the other thing I do enjoy about Tapestry is there are a lot of different ways to score points and do what you want to do. Um, you can either do a science track or tech track or military track or exploration track. And I don't feel any one of these is a wrong way to play the game. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do need to rag on it a little bit in the sense of it doesn't actually feel like a civilization game. I don't feel like I'm ever building my culture or civilization other than I unlock this, which means my civilization has TV, but I'm still trying to research how to make nails. <laughs> like the, the timing. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at the theme, it doesn't flow like you would think a civilization technologies and things would unlock naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that being said, um, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Um, I just feel it's a pitching it as a civilization game is not really what you're getting. You're getting a neat midweight Euro action economy game. Mm. Are you doing the best things with the actions available to you? Are you getting the right cards? That brings me to my second negative on this game. There's a lot of randomness. And I mean a lot of randomness in this game. And there's a lot of things you just can't control. And that will either make you win or lose this game. Is whether did you get the right tapestry card when you needed it? Did you, is your civilization and the tapestry cards that you're pulling mesh well? Does the civilization and the um, capital board mesh well? I've seen games go fantastically well for someone because of all these things aligned right, it does feel like there's one player that everything they do is fine, everything they do gets all the points, and no matter what you do, you're not catching up to them, even though at the end of the game, nobody can tell you what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just randomly you did the That's best rough. you could do. And you can mm-hmm. even go back and think to yourself, like, okay, would I have done anything differently? No, probably not. And I'm still 100 points shy of the leader. Mm-hmm. So it's very swingy, and I don't. Knowing that, I will find time, and I like this game, and I will play it, and I'll break it out. I'm not going to seek time with this game, though, mm-hmm. because of that. Um, and I know it's going to, some players are going to not like that idea. If you don't like random luck, if you don't like, that's where it's more American than Euro. Like, Euro games tend to be on the, you pretty much have a perfect play, you know what you're doing, and it's whether you're doing it better than the other players with mm-hmm. about the same amount of tools, and randomness is very low. This is randomness very high. And the randomness comes in different factors. It's your tapestry cards. Sometimes it's your dice rolling, because if you roll on the science track, you get the green die, and that advances you on other tracks. Great. But if you roll on a track that you don't need advancement on, or you're not optimized on, now that benefit's not as strong for you. Uh, when you take over other territories, you roll the conquest die. If your dice aren't firing and doing well for you on those, 
that's another thing that's not doing well for you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and there's very little you can do about it. You don't want to have a Yu-Gi-Oh moment where you have to believe in the heart of the cards to win the game. You want to actually oh, you, do you, what you want to do. and You definitely have those moments, and from my experience, it usually lets you down. This is not the, uh, you know, last thirty se- or last three seconds of the uh, homecoming game mm-hmm. miracle. Um, normally, the game just kind of lets you down one more time in that capacity of like, oh, you remember when your dice didn't didn't get you what you needed like an hour ago? They're still not going to get you what you needed. Good luck. Um, so that's th- those are kind of my my negatives on it is. It, or, you know, if you don't like randomness, this is not going to be mm. a pleasant experience for you. Then uh, who would you suggest this kind of game for then? Who would you say this game is optimized to really hit home with? So if you're looking for the next level beyond a gateway game, this might be one I would recommend. If you're looking for something that isn't like super heavy, super crunchy, but you still want to get a lot of points and move things around the board and feel like you're accomplishing mm-hmm. stuff as you go through it. It's not bad for that. It also sounds from what you've described that it may be worth it to look into if you're not someone who's very strategic when it comes to board games. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know a lot of people like who play risk, who mm-hmm. play it time and time and time again and get just absolutely destroyed but it's because right. they have no idea what they're doing while playing the game right whereas then with this game it can kind of swing in your favor without you even realizing it correct which is again something that could be a pain point for someone else of like mm-hmm. i played the perfect game and i got you know screwed over by the just randomness of like i didn't get the right mm-hmm. cards i needed i didn't get the right dice rolls i needed but that's not my control mm-hmm. um the other thing that I have seen on, online, because there's been a huge community following and talking about the different civilizations, is X civilization is overpowered. Y civilization is overpowered. I don't feel any one civilization is truly overpowered with the amount of plays I've had. What I do feel, though, is certain civilizations will have advantages that if players don't try to counteract in some capacity that civilization may run away with the game Mm -hmm. it's kind of like everyone has equal chances to stop them but you have to know about it and that's where repetition and more gameplays are going to come up um they've released some interesting stats about you know who's winning they're actually asking people to report them on the website for Mm -hmm. stonemeyer just so that they can kind of take some more analytics and see maybe we put a handicap on the civilization because they always tend to point out, pull ahead more than other civs and maybe give extra points to someone on the bottom end of that spectrum. I don't think I want a patch for my game because mm. that's really what that feels like. Yeah. But I don't feel the game is so overpowered in that sense. Mm. Um, in one way or the other. I just feel like where people are feeling that from are that civilization did well because nobody could catch them or check them or do anything about that player. And then they may have gotten the roles go for them in the right way one too many times, the right tapestry card in the right moment. There's a lot of like 
factors randomly that can turn mm-hmm. someone into a 300-point game where nobody else is breaking 150. But I mean, that, that comes down to any kind of board game you play where someone could secretly just be running away with it and you just have to pay attention to mm-hmm. who you're playing with and what they're doing. And there's um, while yeah. there isn't a lot of player-on-player stuff, there is some tapestry cards that allow you to kind of mitigate that to some degree. Mm-hmm. Or there might be some powers on the advancement tracks that can mitigate that to some degree. But, yeah, it's one of those. It's nice, but it's a little rough around the edges when it comes to the randomness. And like I, like I said earlier, you can either, you can do everything right, still come in third place mm-hmm. and not know what you could have done better. Yeah. More advanced players are going to find themselves about halfway through the game and probably look at the board state and be able to analyze like, there's no way I can catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one game I played where I thought I could, and I finished my scoring one turn ahead, and I met it to where the other player needed to break about another 100 points on their final scoring. I'm like, okay, I think I'm in a good comfort zone. Like, they're going to get a lot of points because they got a lot of points. They got almost 140. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. it was disturbing. Mm-hmm. how many more points they got and like while I put a big gap between us and the final push it still wasn't enough mm-hmm. so like it's just one of those things I feel it's a game if you want to check out it's something you might want to look into a little bit more watch some videos watch some let's plays read some more reviews it's a lot of mixed reviews I think everybody so far that I've heard and read has been pretty honest about it Mm-hmm. In their opinion. And I am too. Like, I feel this place has, this game has a home in my library. I don't think it's a go-to, like, all right, let's play Tapestry. Woo! Mm-hmm. But I will bust it out on, on occasion and, and have some fun with it. Um, I think I like, from Stonemire. I think I like Scythe. And I think I like Wingspan more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of hits a weird middle spot between the two where it's a little bit heavier than wingspan but a little lighter than scythe um but just as icon heavy as both mm. so it's definitely one of the things if you play a stormmire game you're going to see some familiar themes and feelings and their their games are kind of divisive some people like them some people don't not every game's for everybody so this is my sense on tapestry mm. what's your impressions I mean, it's uh, definitely a, a very impressive-looking game. Um, when it comes down to the scoring being the way that it is, um, I think I just find it too frustrating not being able to figure out, well, thinking that I'm in a good place, then all of a sudden being blown away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I see that a lot with... Um, or the reverse where you're just trailing high behind since like turn one and you just have no way to catch up. Yeah. Because uh, every time you make uh, 10 points, they make 15. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could see that there will be fun to be had playing the game. Again, I don't think that I would go out of my way to pick it up myself to have it in my collection. I don't think I'd bust it out with people mm-hmm. to have them sit down and play with me. 
I think the hype train got away from this one a little bit. Mm. Um, Wingspan also does that a little bit. There was a lot of hype and rarity and scarcity of that game, and there still is. People are still on the hunt for that game as they're, they're trying to make new printings as fast as possible. I don't know if the same is going to be about Tapestry because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the push was Wingsan won uh, awards. This is the next game from that developer, and everybody wants it because they remember how hard it was to get Wingspan. So I think there was a lot of initial excitement mm. um, without people really looking into what they were getting. Um, I will say Jeremy did a very good job of putting out his developer diaries and putting out a lot of information about this game before you can even pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those, do your research, figure out if you think this game is for you or not. Um, I have a home for it. You don't. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also the, the level of gamers that we're at too. Yeah. So... That's all I have to say about Tapestry. Next time, uh, we actually got a... Well, next uh, time is Arkham Knights. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, next time's Arkham Knights. Um, but in the regularly scheduled review, in two weeks... In two weeks, uh, we will be looking at um, Hunt-A-Killer. We actually received um, a nice little box from uh, Hunt-A-Killer. They sent us a copy of um, the regular... Hunt a Killer box, as well as Escape the Invasion, their new subscription box, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what it sounds like. Aliens have landed on Earth, and you're trying to escape. Stuff is happening. So it sounded right up our alley, and we decided that we were really hyped about it. Yeah, so, so. we're going to dig into those uh, initial boxes, and it's a subscription box game. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not going to get a full version of review of it and we're going to keep it spoiler light and kind of give you our impressions of what we feel these subscription boxes are like and whether they're worth the 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 time of the cost of entry mm. and the fun that you can have with it so till next time this is justin and this is ricky keep on rolling on rolling 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 <laughs>